What a week in comic books. Wait till you find out what's at the list at number one. Let's get into it. The trending comic books of the week hit the subscribe button and we got a spoiler at number 10. We don't normally do this, but this book just came out this week, so there's going to be a spoiler warning here. Skip to this timestamp if you don't want to be spoiled about the new Transformers number one that just dropped this week. Most of you know I own a comic book shop and considering the buzz this week, it makes total sense that number 10 on the list would be Transformers number one, the one in a hundred foil variant. We are seeing $150 average sales. $189.99 for a high raw sale, and we even saw a pre-sale of a CGC 9.8 for $349.99. I love what Skybound's doing. We were just chatting last week about Void Rivals number four featuring a Decepticon on the cover that was hidden from the public up until the very last minute. It's considered a spoiler variant, and we have the same thing happening here with this one in a hundred. Highly anticipated. And on the cover, what do we have? The death of Bumblebee. So it looks like the buildup that they've been doing in Void Rivals for the Energon universe has been working. This book came out the gate strong. It's already sold out, so there's going to be a second printing that hits shops on November 1st. We all have this on our poll list. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm very excited to sit down and actually read this book, especially knowing nothing about the Generation 1 Transformers. Utilize Code Tom 101 on the best comic app in existence. It unlocks a free two-week subscription of the app, and you get access to the Trending 20, the larger list we source these 10 comic books from Every single week. Number nine on the list, coming from 1980, issue 210 of Amazing Spider-Man, the first appearance of Madam Web. We're seeing average sales of $150, a recent 9.8, buy it now for $800, and about a month prior, same grade going for $1,440. A steep drop, no updates on the Madam Web movie. But people are buying it now. We're seeing an increase of copies sold of 109%. Could it be because this book has dropped so far? and still has great spec potential. Similar to Craven the Hunter. It's another movie that was supposed to come out this year, which has also been pushed back, but interesting. Madam Web will be coming out before Craven. However, we don't really know anything about this movie still. There's been no trailers. There hasn't been, I don't even think a poster has been released or any sort of, we've gotten some like on the street kind of photographs of their uh, shooting, but that's about it. There are numbers on this list that I think people are buying now because at large, comic collectors have maybe forgotten about the potential. Don't forget about Creature Commandos. The Crow is going to be adapted. That has me excited. We also have The Authority. Waller, what James Gunn is doing. There's a lot to consider. Full disclosure, I have never heard of this comic or this property at all until we sat down to do this list. Number eight, The Saga of Kristar, Crystal Warrior, number one from 1983. This book does not sell often, and all of a sudden, we're seeing a major uptick. $3 average sales, $90 for a CGC 9.6 months ago. This is not just a dollar bin book. You can find this in quarter bins. What's going on? So even though we saw a 9.6 go for $90 back in July, it was $45 in August. Safe to say this is a book that nobody was specking on. So all of a sudden, a 233% increase in copies sold this week on the announcement that the new Marvel Legends action figures are going to feature Crystar the Crystal Warrior. This is one of those runs that you really could grab all 11 books for like 20 bucks. We're now seeing runs go in the $100 range. And the reason why this run had been famous before was number eight is this amazing 
skull that Danzig co-opted as his own logo. People didn't care about Chris Starr. They cared about the fact that Glenn Danzig wanted to use it as his logo. There's also a copy of him on Marvel Age number one, which could very well be his first appearance. If you're using the same logic, you really are going to have to start thinking about Squadron Supreme's Princess Power and New Warriors Justice. Those are two other guys in the same run of Marvel Legends that I don't think we're spiking anyway. Whether it's low buy-in or the potential of there being more of a future in comics because people are paying attention to where Marvel is spending their money makes sense to me. At the list at number seven, we have Fantastic Four 353 Mobius M. Mobius, the first appearance, which hasn't spiked since 2021 when Loki 1 debuted. The season, that is. Well, Loki Season 2 debuted this week, the first episode. The book is up, but the book is down. Up and down, Tom? That makes no sense. We've got $35 average sales for this book, a recent high CGC 9.8 from a couple weeks ago at $84, but a buy it now went last month for $169. The heights this book reached was $662 during the comic boom. Selling for under $100 has this book more affordable than ever. You're going to want the direct market copy on this issue because it features the character, the key appearance of Mobius on the cover. You would think the newsstands would be a bit more aggressively sought out after, but if it's not a 9.8, I think it's way better to get the character on the cover than not. A 333% increase in copies sold this week. We are seeing a drastic drop in price, mainly because I think a lot of people found copies and got it graded in the last year and a half. But with the new season coming out, the book is still worth probably $100 to $150. One of the big spreads we're seeing is auction versus buy it now. If people really just want that copy, they're willing to spend 150 to 170 to just get it now. But for the patient, you might get it for half off. Watch those auctions, guys. And remember, fair market value isn't auction sales. It's what a member is willing to pay for in that moment. When you think about the newsstand edition versus the direct edition, most of the times Marvel would just put like a Spider-Man head in the direct edition box and call it a day. However, this one, we do get the image of Mobius, which I thought was pretty cool. And I looked up some other instances of this happening, and we had Todd McFarlane drawing a Captain America head on the cover of ASM 323. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, for example, Batman 446, they credited the creators in the direct edition box instead of just a barcode. Or back in the early 90s, in the 30th anniversary of a bunch of different Marvel books, they would put a 30th anniversary celebration in the barcode for, like, X-Men, Avengers, Captain America, and so on and so on. What nuances of collectibles gets you excited to collect? I always love hearing it in the comment section below. While we chat about number six on the list with a book and a style of key that I think is far too underappreciated and has a potential long-term. Number six on the list, Marvel Tales. Number two, from 1965, we are seeing $180 average sales and a recent CGC 5.5 for only $80. I think people really want raw copies to read because this is the first reprint of X-Men number one. If you look at X-Men number one coming out in 1963, and only two years later they had a Silver Age reprint, you can really see why people are willing to spend the money on this book. We have had multiple reprints of X-Men number one, but there's something about reading it on that original pulpy paper with the original 
ads. We know there are high-grade copies out there, but I think people are focusing on getting a copy to read because it's a 400% increase in copies sold on more X-Men spec. We know that the Writers Guild strike is over, and people are thinking about them coming to the MCU. What better way to pick up a copy of this book and not have to spend $4,000 on a low-grade copy than getting an actual reprint from 1965? The Marvel Tales run is square-bound, which means it's got staples, yes, but it also has glue holding that spine together, making it really tough to secure in high grade. A lot of people read these. That's the whole reason why they reprinted it in the first place. So there's this allure of the hunt to try to get a scarce or high-grade Silver Age copy of a key moment that is super expensive in regards to the first printing. I'm excited to see this on the list because this is actually one of the rare times I actually spec'd on a book. <laughs> Number five, we've got Death of the Venomverse number two from earlier in the summer. We're seeing $5 average sales for this book with a high 9.8 of $48. In here, we have the first appearance of Chaos Engine, the first appearance of the Symbiote 6, but more importantly, most importantly, it's the first appearance of Kid Venom. There's a bunch of variants for this run, but the first cover appearance made it on the Cover B Luciano Vecchio variant. Yeah, Kid Venom appears on that cover, and that's the one that collectors are after. We see 66 graded slabs of that on the CGC census already, compared to just four of the cover A. And that variant is selling for about twice as much as the regular A cover by Bjorn Berens. Kid Venom's getting a solo series next year. Clearly, Marvel has intentions to bring him to the forefront of their comic books, and a $5 average sale is so low that it's just affordable spec on a Venom character. Seems like a no-brainer. Russ, you not only spec'd on it, where are those books right now? So I have 10 copies that are going to go to CGC, but right now I have two copies of the Vecchio variant on the wall at cover price. So if you're local, you might even score one because you know what, guys? I want to hook up the comic book fam, and I really want to make sure you're getting the books you want. This is a big event over the summer that I honestly skipped. It's about Carnage going through the multiverse and trying to kill a whole bunch of different symbiote characters to become the new king in black. He even takes a shot at Null himself in this book. So it does sound kind of cool. I might track it down on digital or something after the fact. But Kid Venom is one of these kids, and he's like a manga-influenced Japanese symbiote from the 10th century. So I think it's pretty important and cool that this guy's getting his own solo series. It does remind me a lot of what Dan Slott was just doing with Spider-Boy recently, however, too, though. So I think there are some similarities there, especially when you consider the first appearance leading to a uh, expanded solo series because there's just so much hype. Less than a week to join the mystery mail call for October, our subscription service with one-time purchase options and international open for us to send you comic books every month. They're really dope. American Psycho number one Christian Bale photo cover. You're guaranteed that book. It's one per box. And then we also have a Bad Omens, Concrete Jungle by Dan Quintana. One per box. We have two different versions going out at random. ComicTom101.com to join the community. Link in the description. And next on the list, at number four, we called it way early on. We have Ranger Stranger number one. Scout Comics did it again. Yeah, we were just talking about another Scout Comics book last week. Snatched number one was optioned, and here we are again next week with Ranger Stranger number one getting picked up by Kevin Hart's production company for an animated, adult animated series. And again, we did cover this back on our live show. It's been at least over, I think, two years at this point. We did a uh, like a live reenactment of one of the stories in here that I uh, very fondly remember. It's definitely worth checking out. I'll probably put the link in the description to that clip down below. This is just a, a trippy, weird, creepy, hilarious book about a park ranger who gives very, 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 very bad advice. One of the most hilarious comics to come out in the last few years. I was so confident in it that at release we made some of the most 
and only variants to Ranger Stranger number one. And this book is attainable. $4 average sales, $20 highs, but no one was really specking on this book besides us. There's only five copies graded at a 9.8 on the census. If you could take the best parts of Sterling Archer, Ron Swanson, and dabble in a little bit of ice cream, man, you're going to get Ranger Stranger. It's a 467% increase in copies sold this week. Really interestingly fun and quite adult story. There's now a graphic novel compilation if you want to just read it. If you're collecting comic books, I know you already own this next one. That's spiking at the list of number three, Spawn number one from 1992. We're seeing $30 average sales, 150 to 175 for a CGC 9.8. The last time we chatted about this book was back in July of this year. And since then, there has been an increase of 9.8s on the census of 233 copies. That's a whole lot of availability on a comic book that's always in demand. But when you consider the heights being reached of $450, Years ago, during the comic boom in 2021, it makes sense why it's selling for less than half. With 11,000 CGC 9.8s on the census, $150 seems like a very fair price for this. But we are seeing a 129% increase in copies sold because we had the CEO of Blumhouse Productions, Jason Blum, do a press junket for Exorcist Believer and was asked specifically about Spawn. He had this to say, 2025 is when Spawn is going to come out. I stand by that. I stand by that. That's two different I stand bys. That sounds exciting. And Todd was just saying back before the writer strike that there was only like 30 pages left to be done to complete the script. So they're getting close. This is going to provide some optimism on a book that's perpetually relevant. And while Todd did work on the script for this movie, he has mentioned since then that his version of this, if he had full control, would be way darker. And he specifically said he wanted to make kids cry. But with the uh, amount of people that are attached to this movie, they need to make it a little more palatable for mainstream audiences. So he's he's okay with them kind of toning down the tone of this movie. We also just saw Spawn and Spawn characters release as skins in the new Call of Duty game. So there's there's just a lot of Spawn stuff on people's radar right now. We just had like five new series announced back in uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which is why we saw this book hit the list back in July. If you use the code in the description of our videos and join me on Whatnot, for your first purchase, you get a $10 credit. And this week, if you haven't used that yet, now's the time. Because I'm going to be dropping sets of our New York City Comic Con exclusive Bjorn Beren Swamp Thing number one, Traitress and Virgin for $10 all weekend long. So you can use your first time purchase and get it for free. You have to use the link. And now's the time to join us on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles. The rumors about this particular character just will not die. Number two on the list, Dazzler. Number one from 1981, Dazzler's first self-titled solo series. We're seeing $10 average sales for this book. A recent 9.8, CGC 9.8, went for $245 earlier this week. We saw a version of that with the print error sell for $328. So that print error means that pages 24 and 25 do not have any of the color. It's completely and totally black and white. You will have to open your copy to check it out. Thank goodness CGC is actually denoting when it's an error. But there's a 139% increase in copies sold because Taylor Swift, rumor mill, rumor mill, was at a football game and supporting her... Maybe love interest Travis Kels. But wait, we also had Ryan Reynolds and his wife Blake Lively and Hugh Jackman and Dreadpool 3 director Sean Levy at the same game, all being photographed by paparazzi. Is T-Swift going to be in Deadpool 3? Did she just need someone to help go in on a box because they were so expensive? Did they just happen to be in New Jersey at the same time? 
the world may never know. Like and subscribe in the number one most trending book in the world, I think, is great spec right now. It is too cheap. People are buying it. And it's such an expensive book that when the needle moves even slightly, it raises alarm. What are people specking on? What big key is worth throwing over $1,000 on right now in this marketplace? At the list at number one, Jack Kirby Goodness, Fantastic Four, number 48, the first appearance of The Silver Surfer. This is a Silver Age perpetually relevant book. And for high grades, like a CGC 9.6, you almost exclusively see them selling at Heritage Auction or some other auction houses. Well, we had an all-time high in September of 2022 for $56,400 for a CGC 9.6. But only seven weeks later, we saw a sale for $28,800. The bottom fell out so quickly. Over the course of the next year, we did have a few sales over $30,000, people trying to recover that 9.6. But in August of this year, we saw another sale at that same price point, $28,800. $100. It has come down so significantly. If you're looking for a high-grade copy, this is probably the time to buy. And if you're like me and that is way out of your price range, <laughs> you can take a look at the mid-grade numbers on this book. And you can get a 5.0 for just over $1,000, which is still really low, especially when you consider the all-time high. And a 5.0 was $3,900. We are seeing a 260% increase in copies sold of this book, but for no real concrete reason. We know there's a Fantastic Four movie coming. We've heard rumors about Antonio Banderas playing Galactus. We haven't really heard any specific Silver Surfer rumors, but we've got Adam Driver, maybe, as Reed Richards. We've got Margot Robbie, maybe, as Sue Storm. Everything's kind of up in the air, but we know if they do make a Fantastic Four movie, they can't not use Silver Surfer and Galactus. Let me know what you think in the comment section below. Join me at New York City Comic Con. Links are in the description. We're doing so many different drops, and if you are unable to join me at any particular stream, I will be doing a website drop on Sunday after con. You gotta drop the New York books at New York City Comic Con. But if you can't make it, I'll have them for you on ComicCon101.store. Join my newsletter so you get notified when those get there. And as always... Geek responsibly. Nuff said.